When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. You know the numbers. They are one 736 and 0433-981116. you are with me, Jen Wallace, across your Monday and into Tuesday morning to start the week. WA Day over here, Monday for me in Perth. Uh, got caught out by the festivities here in the Optus Stadium precinct, uh, which made getting into work a little bit interesting. Uh, false start, had to go home, get dropped in. Anyway, that's a story for another time. But for now, going to be joined by our SENSA's own Paul Bonser, who joins us this time every week to look across at the South Australian sporting landscape. Bonds, thanks for joining us again tonight on The Overnight Crowd. Hey, Jen. Absolute pleasure to join you again. And... Uh... Yeah, big celebration day over there today in Perth. Yeah, we don't don't mind a bit of WA day. I mean, it was always, look, and this can be controversial, but while it was all COVID times, uh, you know, the old wall went up, didn't it? And wax it was a pretty real mm. thing for a while there. So now the celebrations look good. The fireworks completed at, at around 7.30 Perth time. Um, they were wonderful. So, you know, I, that was one benefit. Oh. I got to see all that unexpectedly, whereas usually I, I wouldn't have seen that. So little extra bonus. And uh, I can pretend that those fireworks, in fact, were going off for you, Bonds, because I think last week when we <laughs> chatted, we had a chat about the mid-season draft and you threw out, I think, three names and I'm pretty sure they all got picked up. Uh, they did, yes. Um, so I look like I know what I'm talking about, but uh, <laughs> I had some relatively good information, let's just say that. So um, I was, yeah, Brett Turner went to the Crows, um, which I said he was going to go there. Uh, a little bit surprised they didn't take Josh Carmichael, who ended up at um, Collingwood. Mm-hmm. But uh, they went with Turner. And then Sam Durden to Carlton, that was probably the worst kept secret out of all of them, uh, from Glenelg to Carlton. And then Zane Williams, the young Woodville West Times player from the Eagles here, he ended up at Collingwood. I thought I had a little rumour that there was a few clubs talking to him. One of them was Port Adelaide. So I might have, uh, even though he didn't go where I said he was going to go, uh, he did get drafted. So uh, congratulations to all those all those players. And and it was a great video that the Woodrow West Horns footy club put on, up on TikTok. And you can, I'm sure if you haven't seen that on the socials, it was basically Zane Williams' best mate, Luke Beacon, uh, who's part of uh, the premiership side as well, just when, as soon as he heard the news, the big embrace and the big hug from his best <laughs> mate. So, uh, yeah, lots of love here in Adelaide. <laughs> oh, how good's that? Now, speaking of the Adelaide sides, Port Adelaide had the bye. However, the Crows, they played, they had the fixture against the West Coast Eagles, and it was a 13-10, 88 to 8-9-57, a win by 31 to the Crows, and a much-needed one for them at this point of the season. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, I actually went to this game because I was calling the Sturt and Adelaide Crows game after that. So 
uh, went and sat in the uh, comfort of the SEN commentary box and and watched that game. And it was it was a look a, a pretty good effort from the Crows. They jumped out the blocks and uh, Taylor Walker was up up and about. Darcy Fogarty played well. He's played a couple of good games in a row now. He kicked three goals. Um, Shane McAdam kicked three goals, and uh, they yeah they get they jumped the West Coast a little bit, but and they were always in control. West Coast came back late in the second half, got it back to twenty one points before uh, Big Tex Walker steadied with a goal. But uh, yeah, the Crows just controlled the game. A bit of concern for the West Coast fans there. Uh, I think they won't know there. <laughs> There's some trouble down there, and they've got wonky wheels, and they're off the tracks, and I'm sure it won't be long before they're back uh, again. But um, yeah, Rory Laird was good. He had 33 disposals. Crows won the clearances, the centre clearances, 13 to six, and I think that probably tells the story of the game. They were just a little bit better in the middle, and um, pretty much up forward as well. They they had a couple of targets up forward, and in the end, get. A much-needed win after five losses in a row. Mm, I think mentioning on West Coast, uh, it was a, a record eighth consecutive loss by a 50-plus margin. I think they now own in the history mm. books, an, an unwanted historical stat. Yes, they're struggling a little bit. And they've obviously had issues with, with uh, COVID and with some injuries. And, but uh, they're starting to get things back together. And, yeah, I, I look, I'm... It's going to be a bit of a just scrub this year, and let's look towards next year. A bit of a rebuild, maybe, but uh, they've certainly got some talent through that list. So unusual to see the West Coast down at the bottom of the ladder, but uh, for now, that's where they're going to sit. Absolutely, it's going to it's an expensive wooden spoon potentially coming for West Coast Eagles, one of the the richest, if not the richest, clubs going around in AFL. But uh, that's for another time and another conversation. This weekend, I think starting off the round. Port Adelaide, your other South Australian side, take on Richmond. That should be an absolute cracker at the MCG on Thursday. Thursday night footy's back, which you. is great. I think I think everyone loves Thursday night footy. It just gets the weekend off to a bit of an earlier start. And, um, yeah, so, so they'll play Richmond. I, I think that'll be a pretty good game of footy. Richmond are obviously up and about. Port are... Been, had a few wins and making their way back up the table. So I, I, I do like the Tigers, though, at the MCG. I just think they're um, pretty hard to beat on their home turf. So if Port can get across the line against the Tigers, that'll be a great win. It would be massive, wouldn't it? And it would keep them in touch with the top eight. In fact, actually, both of those teams want that win for that exact same reason. Uh, let's quit, switch our attention across to the Sandfall now. Having a look at some of the pictures going around and some of the footage across the weekend, it was a wild and wet weekend over in Adelaide. How did that affect the Sandfall rounds? It's been a very wet uh, weekend in Adelaide, especially between sort of Saturday afternoon to right through to sort of mid Sunday, it basically did not stop raining and there were some really heavy showers and wind. Uh, so there was a lot of rain, and which means the grounds were very heavy and there wasn't some very attractive footy. There were some close games, but uh, Glenelg defeated West Adelaide. West Adelaide have now lost 21 in a row, which is a bit of a concern for Westies. But Westies had a chance to win it. They only lost by five points against last year's grand finalists um, at Glenelg. And uh, they had a chance to win it. The ball was in their forward line with only seconds to go. So just couldn't quite get that goal to get them across the line. But a, a win's not too far away for West Adelaide. Not when they... Um, North Adelaide continued on. Yeah. 
I was going to say, say, yeah, well, they kicked 13-12, so the opportunity was there if they can just keep going that way and be a bit more accurate in front of goal. And you think about those conditions, then they're getting close. Yeah, and Hamish Hartlett, uh, the former power player, is playing uh, back at West Adelaide as well, just giving back to the club. And he's he's certainly helping there with the development of uh, their midfield and some of the youngsters there. So he hopes to... Hammer to do that. Uh, North Adelaide continued on their winning way. They sit on top of game clear now, and they beat Norwood. Um, interesting thing in this game is that the coach, Jade Rawling, Norwood coach Jade Rawling, um, actually gave away a free kick, a 25-metre penalty, which cost his team a goal by throwing the ball back to a North Adelaide player too aggressively, and the umpire pinged him. No. <laughs> so, yes, it's it, very unusual. So uh, Jade Rawley threw the ball back to uh, Lockie Grubb, the North Adelaide player, but just you know, threw it back too aggressively, according to the umpire, and topped the penalty and Grubb kicked the goal. So uh, in a close game, <laughs> the coach got involved. <laughs> wow, that's a, that is a new one. Sandful call, calling out the new yeah. stuff for us. That's incredible. I'd, I'd love to. I need to see yeah, footage of that to just to have in my mind. Okay, what's the line between an aggressive give back and a normal give back? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet either. I just I got I got told the story. Brilliant. But, um, yeah, very interesting indeed. Uh, Sturt and Adelaide played. Now Adelaide had a really good team. The Adelaide Crows. So they were uh, they've been sitting at the top of the table, and they've had a really strong lineup in there. Um, and they were expected to beat Sturt, but the Double Blues came out in wet conditions as well. It rained for a lot of this game. Uh, Sturt uh, got the win, eleven ten to eight seven at Adelaide Oval and um, yeah, broadcast of that game. And big Abe Davis um, up uh, the up the front for Sturt, kicked six goals in wet conditions, and he was the best, best player on the ground. He kicked six goals in pouring rain on any ground. Um, <laughs> it was a great effort. But uh, the most amazing game of footy for the sample this weekend was yesterday at Montaigne Care over at Woodville, uh, which is around the corner from my place. Um the Eagles four four twenty eight defeated South Adelaide three nine twenty seven. And if you've seen any of the footage, like we said, the some of the photos there, basically the oval turned into a pile of mud, and it was good old fashioned nineteen seventies sixties roll in the mud, kick it off the ground, stoppage after stoppage. It was horrible conditions. It was freezing cold. We we're calling it for SENSA. Um, but uh, just an absolute slog. There was only one goal kicked in the second half, and that was by the Eagles to put them in front, and uh, they hung on. The Eagles didn't score in the last quarter, and they hung on one by a point, which was yeah, just an amazing game of footy. Yeah, you see the score read, 4-4-28 beats 3-9-27, and then you see the photos to go with it, and you go, uh-huh, yep. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's the it's a record low score winning to, for the Eagles to win, so it's their lowest winning score ever. Uh, and, and what about this stat? There was 337 tackles for the game, and wow. South Adelaide actually had more tackles than kicks. Wow. They had 198 tackles and only 184 kicks. And I've never seen that in any game of footy ever. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a, an amazing game of footy.
Well, if I can keep you um, to switch around a little bit once again, we're speaking with Paul Bonser from SENSA, obviously a a big part of the football coverage over on SEN for Sandful, but also a big voice when it comes to cricket domestically here in Australia. I'd love to get your thoughts. England versus New Zealand test. I thought for a bit there that um, uh, it was going to be all said and done in two days at Lord's. (laughs) Interesting start, wasn't it? With uh, New Zealand winning the toss and, Rock and roll for 132. Uh, Jimmy Anderson, 39 years of age, just keeps getting the job done. Uh, four for 56 for Jimmy. And uh, new making his debut, Matthew Potts, looks really good. Four for 13 in his first time with the ball. Got a, got, uh, a wicket in his first over, his fifth ball of his test career. And thought, uh, yes, yeah, is an easy game. They they bowled New Zealand out for 132, and the Poms were feeling really good about themselves, and so they all bowled out for 141. <laughs> so it made for a great test match. Um, and then New Zealand in the second innings in trouble again. They were four for 56, and then Daryl Mitchell and Tom Blundell put on a 196 partnership, uh, and uh, Mitchell 108, Tom Blundell just missed out in his hundred. He was 96, and that set up the game. Um, a bit of pure, a uh, bit of, uh, I guess, nice little spell from Stuart Broad. And he does annoy me. <laughs> I don't know. He probably annoys a lot of people, but, but it just gets under my skin. And I don't, there's no real reason for it. You just look at him and, and you think, you know, geez, I'd like to hit that bloke in the face with a fry pan. Not that, <laughs> not that I would, but he's just so annoying. He was trying to rev the crowd up and I was, yeah. Anyway, um, he, uh, he got England back into the game. England had to chase 275 to win, and Joe Root, absolutely magnificent, 115 not out. His first 100 in the fourth innings, and uh, yeah, a fantastic win for the English under their new coach, Brenda McCullum. Yeah, a big win against his, his former... T- it'd be bittersweet, I reckon, for Baz sitting up there, sort of cheering yeah. for his new side and also going, oh, whoops, for the other side, but as it was. Yeah. Um, if we come off the England and, and New Zealand cricket, there's actually some fair bit of news across Australian cricket as well. We've got the Sri Lankan tour uh, about to kick off eminently. We've got our first T20 side named where I guess the talking points of what will follow will be Aaron Finch's form. We know we love him as a captain, Bonds, but he's got to score yeah. runs. And, and Steve Smith, how he fits in into the T20 format these days when you've got the likes of an Inglis um, probably at the moment outperforming average-wise and even probably Smith and Stoinis. So there's still a little bit to watch as we build towards the World Cup. Yeah, that starts tomorrow night, 11 o'clock Adelaide time, so Adelaide Central time, so a little bit earlier over there in Perth, if you're living in Perth or on the Eastern Seaboard, 11.30 start. Yep. Um, so... Uh, a late one, so you better have a coffee or two late at night to sit up and watch that. But they start, uh, yeah, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and then there's another game on Wednesday night. And, uh, yeah, and then there's some one days as well coming up soon as well. But so, so the cricket's back on overseas, so there's plenty to watch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's all happening. Well, it is. And there's one last thing for you that's got a South Australian connection uh, purely because of where she's most mm-hmm. latest been, been coaching. Obviously, you've got Shelley Nitschke uh, heading up the Australian yeah. women's cricket team these days as the interim head coach. We now know that Ben Sawyer's headed across to the White Ferns to coach New Zealand. So another coaching change is incoming. And Jude Coleman, who most recently has been heavily involved in the South Australian setup for the Strikers and the Scorpions, She's now going to be one of the assistant coaches for Australia in this most recent period, which is great news for someone who is a phenomenal coach and a phenomenal cricketer in her own right. 
Yeah, very good reputation around the cricket traps. So well known as a, as an excellent coach and liked by players, and she she's, uh, deserves her chance at, at the highest level. Um, and I, I wouldn't be anything wrong with uh, Kelly Nixon getting the top job for a couple of years either, I don't yeah. think. Now, Bonds, before I let you go, quickly, can you let me know your moment of the weekend? Uh, my Monday moment um, is uh, happy this morning. Well, mm-hmm. it's Minji Lee winning the Women's US Open. Um she is an absolute superstar, Mindy Lee, and uh, I I cut up and watched the end of it, um, or got up early, I should say, and watched the end of it, but it was great to see her win her, the US Open, and um, I think she's going to win a lot more major tournaments in, the, in women's golf. Brilliant. Bonds, thank you so much for joining us again to start off our week. It's always great to chat to you and look forward to our chat next week. Our pleasure. Chat then. Bonds, call calling in from South Australia, SENSA's own Paul Bonser. You can catch him across all of the Sandville coverage every now and then, getting to dip into the AFL coverage as well. We know his moment of the weekend, Minji Lee. I know that's going to be a couple of listeners' uh, moment already. Continue to share yours, one 736 736 and 0433 98 11 16. Time for your calls, your texts after this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.